We'll get to episode 209 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast. Go to icantseeyou.com slash Amazon whenever you need to make a purchase this holiday season from amazon.com. You shop as you normally do once you get there and check out as you normally do. Doesn't cost you anything more, and I do earn a small commission. Again, that's icantseeyou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 209 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and as usual, I've got a few things to talk about. My goal is to try and keep it a little bit shorter, because Ziggy and Liz will be back from their walk soon, and who knows what kind of chaos is going to go on above my head down here in Studio B when they come in the door. As I get started, I'm recording this on the 8th of December. And 14 years ago today, I had my first cornea transplant from a 69-year-old woman. Well, as you all know from (laughs) the past few months, that cornea has been replaced by a younger one. So I now have a 61-year-old cornea, and that 69-year-old cornea that I got 14 years ago I guess they just throw that away. I don't know what you do with that. I don't think you can recycle something like that. Whatever happens to it, I don't know once it's out of my eye. (laughs) So yeah, that one was almost 25 years older than the rest of my body. Obviously, the one now is only about four years older than the rest of my body. So it's football season, and you can tell by my voice, it wasn't a great week for me. And I chalk it up to karma. I told you last week how I jumped out of my chair when I was watching Monday Night Football a week ago and Najee Harris was ruled out for the second half of the Steelers game and that enabled me to win that game. I may have won it anyway, whether he played or not, but I definitely won it because he didn't. Well, Lamar Jackson got hurt early on this week (laughs) and I ended up losing to Brian. Not only did I lose, I went from first place to fourth place. There are four of us that have identical records, and I want to say it's nine and four. But of the four top teams, I have the lowest amount of points, which is kind of funny because I have the second most points scored against me, and so it's a miracle that I even have nine wins. But I do. As long as I'm in the top six, which I will be because I've already clinched a playoff spot, I will be in the playoffs. Uh, I was hoping to get a bye, but it doesn't look really good because while I may win this coming weekend in the All-Blind League, I think two of the other guys may also win this week. So if you're not in the top two, you don't get a bye. So it looks like I will be playing next week in the playoffs, which is a bummer. On the Frenemies League front, I am still on top of the table in the all-blind division. I am 10-3 and three over there, and I have secured a playoff spot because there's only one game left, which is this coming weekend, and I have a two-game lead. So I'm good there. And as far as points go there, I'm pretty much near the top in the division. I, I don't know overall. I, I'm definitely not overall because a couple, of the, a couple of the people from Yahoo are killing it with points. 
And it's just incredible the amount of points uh, one of the guys has. I, I want to say he has 200 points more than I do. But that's how it stands. I won in hockey. I bumped up to third. I'm getting beat this week, and it doesn't look good. And I, I don't know why. It's just, uh, you know, just how it goes sometimes. I've got a couple of things to talk about as far as Jane goes. As I mentioned last week or week before, Jane is moving. And it looks like she found a place on the Upper West Side on 102nd Street. And it's a co-op. So she signed the lease a few weeks ago, and things are good there. But when you move into a co-op, kind of like when we had the place over in the condo around the corner, if you were renting, and the place around the corner actually did away with rentals, and some folks were grandfathered in because some of those people still own the units that they bought as rental units back when it was still okay at the Briarcliff where we lived. You have to go in front of the board and talk to them so the board can either approve you or not approve you. And she still has to do that. And that's coming up next week. And I know she's a little bit nervous for it. I I don't know why. And I don't think it's, I kind of see it as a formality. I hope it's not. I hope it's something that is an easy thing. She's not a a crazy kid that's going to blast music and everything else. As that happens, we still have to plan to move forward because she, one way or another, she has to move because her lease is up January 14th, just about a month from now, a little more than a month from now. So we're starting to make plans on moving. She's already started to box things up. Again, she's been in this place for two years and not quite two years because I think for the first couple of months, she didn't move in because she was still living down here with us because her office didn't require her to go in because that was a different job. (laughs) When she changed jobs in June of 2021, uh, they asked her to come in three days a week if she made, if she was hired. And she said, that's fine. She actually likes going into the office a few days a week because she gets some socialization in and, and that sort of thing. The thing she doesn't like is the commute. And I think that's uh, number one on most folks list. They didn't mind going back into the office. It's that time they waste commuting that is just not productive in any sense of the imagination. Especially in New York, you're always turning and looking and making sure somebody's not going to throw you onto the subway tracks or do whatever to you. Throw some caustic liquid in your face or stab you, whatever. So there's nothing going. (laughs) The only thing she's doing on the train is watching everyone to make sure nobody's coming for her. Because she signed a lease and we're moving forward like it's going to happen, she can move in on the 23rd of December, which she's not going to do. But we are going to go up there and get the keys and move a few things. Because the more things we move, the less the movers have to move and then the less that will get damaged or lost. So we're planning to go up there on the 23rd, Jane and I. We're going to take the train up. And that's what I wanted to talk about now. I had been forgetting and putting off calling Amtrak to make the reservations. And you're saying you still call Amtrak to make reservations? That's silly. It's 2022. Just do it on your own on the app or on the computer. And the reason I called was because whenever I use the website, there's a timeout because it takes me too long. I always forget to check a box or fill in something. And it's hard to do because I don't use, I don't fully use a screen reader. And I'm trying to use my vision, which of course is bad. And that's why I got my Windows machine so I can learn to use the screen reader that's much easier than voiceover on the computer. And 
I'm hoping that once I have that, I will, I'm not planning to use my eyes to use that computer. I'm not, I don't, I never cared what size the screen size was, and, and I don't even remember. I think it's 14 inch. But it didn't matter to me. It didn't matter the resolution. As long as it had 16 gigs of memory and a decent size hard drive, solid state drive, which it has, and I want to say it's 512, I was good. And it had the, the numbers, uh, the numpad uh, on the keyboard, which it does. So I'm good. So I haven't opened it yet. I will get into it hopefully soon and put a program, a screen reading program called NVDA on it. And I'm hoping that I can learn that fairly quickly. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but we talked to a guy who just did a presentation on NVDA uh, to the NFB of Pennsylvania uh, members and did a little training. And I'm hoping that that will help me get started enough to figure out what I'm doing and just at least be able to surf the web and, and so forth. I've been approved to get JAWS, which is uh, job access with speech. Uh, I just like the name JAWS because it always, of course, makes me think of you're going to need a bigger boat. So that I will get once I get situated with the computer and uh, get that installed. That's fairly pricey. So I asked the Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services to cover the cost of that, which they did, which I'm excited for. So hopefully they gave me the uh, the, the lifetime version uh, because that runs about a thousand bucks and I won't have to renew it each year and I'll get that. So we'll see. But in the meantime, back to the train. So I kept forgetting to call. And when I finally did call, I got a guy named Rico. I asked for travel from Philadelphia to New York on the 23rd of December, which is a terrible time. How many people are going to New York that day to just have a walk around the city and go to the Rockettes and see the tree at Rockefeller Center? A lot, right? <laughs> well, Jane and I aren't going to do any of those things. We're going to go get her keys and we're going to move some stuff from her place down in the financial district to the Upper West Side, which we're a little concerned with because obviously we're not going to take that on the subway. We're going to have to get an Uber that has a decent trunk size. <laughs> Every morning when I listen to 1010 Winds on the A-Lady, and you can listen, as you probably know, to all sorts of radio and uh, stations on the A-Lady or the G-Lady. But every morning when I'm listening, as I'm in the shower trying to get the day's news, they always talk about gridlock alert day. <laughs> and there is a uh, promo that they have for it's gridlock alert season. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned that we have enough time to get from downtown to uptown uh, in a decent amount of time, just so we can have a look around her new neighborhood while we're there and see what's close and, and everything else. So we're going up on the 23rd. We wanted to leave at, uh, there's a train. It's the, I think it's the Keystone 600. It leaves at 846 from Philadelphia. That was the best one for us because the regional rail service from Swarthmore to Philadelphia times it out perfectly. We get to Philadelphia with around 15 or 20 minutes to spare so if the train's running a little late, we wouldn't miss the Amtrak train. Well, that price was higher than one of the other trains, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to do... There's the, Liz would have to take us in, then we'd have to leave a lot earlier because the, you know there's more traffic and so forth. So I just ended up spending more to take the 8.46 a.m. train. But I didn't do it through Rico because he gave me a price that was crazy. <laughs> Turns out I just should have stayed on the phone with him. 
I waited and I thought, you know what, let me try the app. My phone is very accessible, so I logged into the Amtrak app and punched everything in. I then punched Jane's information in. Now, I didn't have Jane's Amtrak uh, rewards number, so I couldn't punch that in, but I could not check out, and I, I was stuck, and I couldn't go back. Evidently, when I started everything and I just put in for the one train, I didn't do round trip. I only did one way. That was on me. And I don't remember if I ever heard one way or round trip, but I didn't do round trip. So I couldn't figure. So finally, I figured, you know what? I'm just going to check out after I punched everything in and it gave me the price of, I want to say it was $155 for Jane and I, for the for both of us, not each. And I just couldn't get past this one screen. And I, Liz wasn't around, so I couldn't ask her to take a look. And when she finally was around, of course, I got the time out. And later that day, after I did a podcast interview, I thought, you know what? Let me do the train tickets before they go up even more. So Liz was going to do them on her computer. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go try it on my computer. And then as I started to do it, and it was taking me so long to do some things because I couldn't find one thing on there. And I, I said, you know what, Liz? Why don't you do it? Log in as me on your computer and and do it. And she did before the timeout happened. <laughs> and she actually did miss something as well, but she was able to spot what it was, fixed it, and then bing, bang, boom. So we're going up the 23rd at 846. We get in a little after 10. It's the same train I took when I went to Laugh for Sight back in October. So it gives us a good chunk of the day from, uh, again, around 1010, uh, and our train coming home leaves at I want to say 527 or something like that. And that was one of the cheaper ones coming home, unless we wanted to come home at like 11 o'clock at night. And at that point, I don't know what we would have done other than maybe go out and have dinner. And, and then we still would have been in a pickle coming home because by the time we got into Philadelphia, there were no more regional rails and we would have had to take an Uber coming home because Liz at that point has been asleep for hours. <laughs> Even though it was only $92, if we took that later train, we would have spent another $30 to $40 on an Uber. So we figured, why even bother? This way, at least we can just jump on a SEPTA train when we get home and call it a day. And Liz can just pick us up from Swarthmore, not from Philadelphia. And if it's a nice day out, we can even just walk. The issue that I had is something that is a problem, not on just Amtrak's site, but other sites as well. And until I have to buy another ticket, and maybe when Jane comes home and she has to buy her ticket to go up, she is, we're moving her on the 27th, but she's going up on her own on the 26th to pack up some more and get ready for the movers to come first thing that morning on the 27th. Liz and I will leave here sometime in the morning so we can get up there and help at the other end, at the, at the new apartment end. So somebody has to go through, and maybe I missed something, but I could not figure out how to move along. There was never a button that said check out. I could pull up the shopping cart, but I couldn't do it. And again, this isn't a, an issue with just Amtrak. It's a lot of things. And it might have been, been me. Maybe I missed something. It could have been the app. Maybe there wasn't something that was programmed. Now, the thing is, if it's a button, even if it doesn't say what it is, it would have said button, and I would have tried it, and I never got that either. So I'm, I'm not sure what the problem is with the Amtrak app. 
And again, it could be me, but I'm not sure. And until we try it again, <laughs> when we need tickets, I don't want to just go buy a ticket and say, oops, we messed up and bought a ticket that we don't need. So we'll, I'll have somebody with sight take a look. Uh, and that's frustrating to me because I, I would much rather, and that's why I didn't book with Rico, because I wanted to see the other times that may be available for us to come home. I told him that we wanted to come home around six. And I said, it could be a little before, it could be a little after. And he said, well, we have a, I don't remember what time he said. It wasn't the 527 though. It was one, I thought he said at six, but I don't know. I, I could be wrong. So I'll have to check that out because it is frustrating. And again, I'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes when I talk about White Canes Connect episode 54 that just dropped in a couple of minutes. So we're excited for Jane's move. She's a little bit nervous, like I said, because she's worried about the co-op interview and that her realtor gave her basically a checklist to go through, what to do, what not to do, dress like it's a professional interview, don't ask any questions, and don't say anything more than you have to. So I'm interested to see how that is. That's going to be via Zoom next Tuesday. And also the people who own the, the place that she's renting have to be on. So one of the, one of the uh, unit owners is going to be on the call as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And again, I, I don't expect trouble, but <laughs> as I may or may not have said in previous episodes, uh, my family's mantra is I've never seen anything like that happen before by a professional telling us or a doctor or anybody. And it's happened over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so we'll see what happens next Tuesday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully it will be a quick interview and she gets approved and that's one thing off her list to worry about because she does worry about everything. <laughs> and while we're talking about accessibility, I've noticed an issue since I upgraded to iOS 16.1, I had been just hanging out in at, uh, version 15.6 point something for probably a few months, maybe even longer. I don't, I don't know when that uh, version dropped, but I did not upgrade to 16.1 and everybody was talking about it. I was listening to that Real Blind Tech show and I knew that Ed was going to upgrade. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it too because there, were, there was a feature or two that I read about. I thought, oh, that sounds cool. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's my phone. I don't know if it's a bunch of other apps, but my phone sucks now. It just sucks. Siri doesn't work right. And Brian on that Real Blind Tech show had mentioned this. It used to be very easy to make a reminder. I'd hit the button and say, set a reminder for... 2.30 p.m. Ding, ding. What do you want to be reminded of? Take your eye drops. Bing, bang, boom. And then it would say done. And now when I do it, whether I say, hey, S lady, or I press the side button, and I say, set a reminder for 2.30 p.m. or set a new reminder for 2.30 p.m., I'm sorry, you have no reminder set. Duh, that's what I want to do. So I say it again. S lady, create a new reminder for 2.30 p.m. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it says, I'm sorry, you have no reminders then, or you have no reminders then. So that part stinks. I was watching a live stream the other day, which I moderate the chat for the guy who does it. His name is Doug. 
last name is Cunnington. He has a podcast that I love and have loved for years called The Doug Show. You can find it anywhere online uh, under Doug Show, or you can go to Doug.show, very easy to remember, uh, to check out the episodes, mostly about affiliate marketing and digital marketing and things like that. He also talks uh, a little bit of Fi in it. Um, he also has another uh, podcast called Mile High Fi. So you can look for that on all the podcast players. But I went on the other day, and when I am, he usually goes on, he lives out in Colorado. So when he goes on, I'm usually making lunch when he starts. So I listen on YouTube without having, without being able to close my, shut my screen down. Because of course, when you're on YouTube and you close down, it just shuts off. Uh, and Allison from that Real Blind Tech show once told me that if you pay, you can lock the screen and still listen, which of course would make sense for anybody that's blind because I don't care. I don't need to look at the guy's face because I can barely see it. What do I need to see him for? And he's very good about reading the different comments when somebody makes a comment uh, in the chat. So that's kind of cool. Uh, there are some people, though, that I watch that just pop up a comment and say, oh, you're right, so-and-so, or that would be good if that would happen, or and then I have no idea what, what the person said. But Doug will read them out, uh, and that makes it very easy for me. And, and again, one of the reasons that I watch these. But I had been cooking lunch for Ziggy and I, and when I'm done, I usually go into the living room, and I will pull it up on our cable system allows us to get into... YouTube. So it's a bigger bigger screen, and I sit in a chair near the TV. Again, not that I watch, because I can't really see what's going on, and there's nothing really to look at other than him. Occasionally, he will do uh, a training where he says, here's how you do this, or take a look at this. And again, I can't see it anyway, so I don't even know why I go onto the TV. It's just easier, because I don't like having the earbuds in, I guess. So when I do that, I usually still keep my phone open and just scan through the chat to see if people are behaving themselves or saying funny things or asking a question that I might be able to give them a link to something on Doug's sites, one of Doug's sites. Uh, he also does uh, has a site called Niche Site Project, and I believe it's nichesiteproject.com. When I sat down the other day and I tried to go over the last few posts in the chat, all I got was dunk, 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 dunk. I couldn't access any of it, couldn't have any of it read to me. Don't know if it was my phone, don't know if it's the upgrade, don't know if it's YouTube, don't know if it's a problem between the YouTube app and 16.1 point whatever. So it's just frustrating. A lot more things are causing trouble. And again, I don't know, I have a uh, 10R is my iPhone. And at some point over the holidays, Jane and I, if they're available, will be getting new iPhones because we're four years into the ones we have. And I, I don't I honestly don't think that's going to help, though. I honestly don't think. And it's been so bad lately. I said to Jane yesterday when we were talking, I said, you know, I'm going to go take a look at the Pixel phone and maybe some of the others and see how the accessibility is on there because it's just horrible and it's so frustrating. Dictation is worse. Siri is worse. Everything about it is worse since upgrading to 16.1, point whatever. And uh, I noticed uh, yesterday that there is a, 
they called it a security upgrade to 16.2. So maybe I'll try that and maybe that will fix some of the things that are wrong. Uh, just a lot of issues with it. And I, I'm, I'm stunned by it. I'm just stunned by, by some of the problems. And it's just frustrating because you want something that you can use. And if you can't, if I can't dictate, I, there's no way I, all my text messages will be okay, yes, no, maybe, sometimes. They're all going to be one word answers because I can't hold the phone steady enough <laughs> in my hands to type something out. So we'll see how that goes. I'll do the upgrade and then see how that goes to 16.2. If you have any feedback on 16.2, please reach out at the normal places or on social at David Benj on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. And uh, Or you can call 646-926-6350, especially if you have any tips on any of this stuff. Please let us know on the voicemail. 646-926-6350. You have up to three minutes, and that would be great to hear from you. And again, leave your name and town. If you do leave a message, that would be cool. You can also reach out via email, podcast at gmail.com, and let me know how you are working with it. Uh, but like I said, it's very frustrating to me at this point. I got a text message right before I hit record for this podcast and it was from a person named Aaron Richman. And he has a podcast called Aaron's Opinion. A while back, I did a podcast episode with him, and he was letting me know that that episode has dropped. So I will put a link to it in the show notes. And it is called Aaron's Opinion is the name of the podcast. So you can just search in the normal spots where you get podcasts. I don't know if he is in all of them, but I'm pretty sure he's in Apple and Spotify and in Google. Uh, but we talked, um, like I said, a few months ago, and it was <laughs> it was a pretty wide-ranging discussion. One of the things that I thought was cool with Aaron, he has been to France three times, and he said, yeah, I, I've been there, and I, I, of course, told him the Genesis story, and I know Dan is now laughing. Uh, <laughs> and he said, I've never been to Paris. I said, how do you go How do you go to France and not go to Paris? At least even land there before you take off again and go to one of the other cities. And he may have done that. He may have flown in but never gotten off the plane, just carried on through to, uh, he goes uh, to Montpellier, uh, which is down in the south. It's a, a place I would certainly consider to move to because it's right near the Mediterranean, fairly large city. It's a college town. Uh, so, you know, there'll be some concerts and things like that there for for Liz and I. <laughs> so uh, hopefully some of the alt bands will go there. I don't, I haven't ever checked, but it was, uh, it'll be good to see. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember most of the things that we talked about other than Montpellier and Genesis on the Beach in Nice. And uh, I'm sure there was other things. I'm sure I talked about this podcast as well and maybe White Canes Connect too. And speaking of White Canes Connect, episode 54 just dropped, and that is with a person called Chris Westbrook, and it was great to talk to him. Sometimes we talk to people, and I could talk to them for hours because they are on the same page as you as far as Chris is a tech guy. He graduated from Juniata uh, with an IT degree years ago. Uh, but not as many years as I would have graduated had I graduated anything. And so he does 
accessibility testing on websites for the company that he works for, which is very cool. So it all kind of ties into the Amtrak thing, uh, although they don't, I don't believe they test apps. I believe they just test sites. And it's something, again, that's very important that when a site doesn't work for us and you have to get sighted assistance, it just kind of takes that independence away. And that's our biggest thing is to be as independent as we can be. I don't want to have to go and ask Liz to, hey, what does this say? Like I do every day when, <laughs> when I take my uh, Advent hot sauce advent calendar and get the new bottle out. Today was garlic hot sauce, by the way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and I couldn't find it anywhere online. I, I actually did a search on Amazon. It's called, uh, I think it's called 25 Days of Heat. And when I did that at Amazon, I was telling Alex the other day, one of the things that came up was a sex advent calendar. And I thought that was kind of funny. And as I was typing that in, I kind of had a feeling that might be the case. Uh, so we want to be as independent as we can be. And if a site doesn't work or is not accessible to us, it's, a, it's an issue, especially if it's an e-commerce site where we want to buy something. And, and, I, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but if you've seen the news lately about the web designer, the woman out in Colorado who is fighting the new law out there about having to serve everyone. My dad once said to me, it doesn't matter who comes up. If somebody comes up to your counter or calls you on the phone to do a service that you offer, you should be as happy as can be whoever it is. It doesn't matter their politics, their religion, their beliefs. They're standing in front of you and want you to do the work or provide the service or to give buy the product. Take the money. That's why you're there. You're there to make money. That's what a business does. And I know I've mentioned it here before. I love Chick-fil-A. I don't understand them closing on Sunday. I mean, I get it because they're religious and that their beliefs. I also don't understand why B&H closes uh, for the Sabbath every week. And I said to Liz, I said, well, if we have some time, maybe we can go to B&H. And I said, oh, wait a minute. We'll be up there on a Friday. I don't know what time they close on Fridays, but they close before sundown because that's when the Sabbath begins. I don't get it. You're in business to make money. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is the bottom line. So make it work for everyone. So anybody that wants to use your service, buy your product, can do it. And so it was great to talk to Chris because we talked about accessibility. We talked about other tech issues. We are on the tech team for the NFB of Pennsylvania, whose website we're going to be redoing uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, Chris is also the new president of the DeafBlind division within the NFB of Pennsylvania. So it was great to talk to him. And again, we could have gone on and on and on. We talked about WordPress and we talked about Drupal and we talked about some other things, some of the things I had to take out because, <laughs> because it was really geeky and Stacy was the co-host. I don't know that she even understood some of the stuff we were talking about and I know other people wouldn't have gotten it. So some of the things I did chop because it just was too technical and, and maybe that's the opening for a, uh, that, it's why shows like that Real Blind Tech show and, and others are around because there's some people that like to talk tech 
And again, Chris knows this stuff. So again, that's episode 54 of White Canes Connect. And I have a feeling that the NFB of Pennsylvania website is going to be done before <laughs> before the whitecanesconnect.com site is going to be done. But we'll see. I could surprise myself. I always pile too much stuff. It's like when you go to the buffet and you put too much stuff on your plate and then you always have some left over. That's me with doing certain things. And then other things come up that kind of take me away. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, as far as White Canes Connect goes, we just spoke with Katia from the Keystone chapter. She's the new president of the guide dog users group within the NFB of Pennsylvania. And she's young and she's a new mom. And it was nice to speak with her because she's very passionate about guide dogs. And uh, she's got, she had a lot of great things to say as far as that goes. And some of the things, one of the things that has stuck in my mind since we spoke to her is when someone has a quote-unquote service animal that gets into an Uber, and it's not really a service animal, it's just a crazy dog like Ziggy. And then the next time that Uber driver gets a request for service and the person says, well, I've got a guide dog with me. No, I don't want a guide dog in my car because the last time I had a service animal in my car, they were a lunatic and they were jumping all around and they may have ripped up something or done something crazy. Like Ziggy would probably do. I mean, he wouldn't rip up anything intentionally, but he would look for food anywhere. (laughs) And so that's the repercussions that happen when somebody uses a quote-unquote service animal that's, they've just gone to Walmart, bought that um, harness that says service animal and called it a day. She had told us, Katia had told us that she got into an Uber once and her guide dog, Ireland, who is a very nice looking dog, by the way, was with her, obviously, because she was traveling on her own. And the driver said, your dog is very well behaved. Of course she is because she's a guide dog. They're trained to be that way. If you get a dog that's supposedly a service animal and they're not acting like Ireland, then they're either not trained right or they're not really a service animal. So it just resonated with me when she said, okay, it doesn't affect, that crazy dog doesn't affect you it affects the person who actually has a service animal and then maybe refused service. And it is illegal to refuse service because of a service animal. Uh, but that doesn't stop it from happening. It happened to my friend Brian up in New York. Katia had, had told us it happened both on Lyft and Uber with her. And there's not really too much you can do other than complain to the company. And Katia told us that she actually complained to whichever service it was, I don't remember. And they said, okay, if it happens again, we'll take note of it. What do you mean if it happens again? Once is too many. So that'll be on episode 56 of White Canes Connect. Again, episode 54 is with Chris Westbrook. Uh, Episode 55 is yet to be recorded, but that's going to be recorded tomorrow. And we'll drop next week. And then episode 56 will be the last episode of White Canes Connect for the year. And that will come out in a couple of weeks. So listen to all of them. Actually, and I have to tell you, episode 54... I think the editing was great. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to. Chris was great. The audio was great all the way around. And I just thought it all sounded, it was probably one of our best episodes. Again, episode 54 with Chris Westbrook. 
uh, with me and with Stacy Leap. Stacy was great. I did okay, I guess. <laughs> but again, the editing is what I thought was pretty decent. And Chris was great with great answers and, again, very knowledgeable about IT issues. Uh, so it was great to talk to him. And I look forward to working with him within NFB of Pennsylvania-related stuff. Finally today, I have Just Listen. And one of the things... <laughs> One of the things that I'm doing for the affiliate is cleaning up all of the audio from the state convention. So I was sent an email with links to the Dropbox that had all the audio from the convention in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's a month ago now. The one, you know, where I hit my head on the corner and my DNA is probably still in that hotel. So I immediately looked for my presentation on Sunday of the convention because I wanted to hear how it sounded. And now you are also going to hear how it sounded <laughs> along with some cheers and a little bit of applause. Here is this week's Just Listen. I'd like to introduce David Goldstein to do a presentation about funding at the local level. Hey there, Federationists. Welcome to fundraising at the chapter level. You thought I was going to say something different, didn't you? <laughs> well, we heard earlier from the different chapters on all the things that they've done to raise money, and I'd be happy to help you guys out. Have a good night. Thank you so much, David. The one thing I did notice as I listened to all of my presentation, and I, I went on for about six or so minutes, seven minutes, uh, there were some dropouts, and I don't know if it's the... I was using a wireless mic, as I may have mentioned when I talked about the convention a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know if it was out of range. I don't know if it's a problem with the recording. I don't know how that all went down. Uh, but I was in one place for the most part because, as I mentioned, I had my white cane in one hand, a cup of hot tea in the other hand because my throat was really funny. And that's why I sound so funny. We were all... Everybody had some degree of some sort of sick. <laughs> and uh, Lisa thinks it was the flu. I kind of think it was RSV, if it was anything other than a cold. It wasn't COVID because none of us tested positive. So that we can rule out. But I never had a fever. I, ha I was coughing. I was congested. And I looked up earlier what some other symptoms were. And one was loss of appetite. And I did have loss of appetite during the convention and and after I was home for a few days, I just wasn't interested in eating. I still did, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Especially those Connie's cookies on the bus. But it was something that I did notice that I, I just wasn't hungry most of the time uh, for the first uh, few days I was back. And when I was out there, I didn't really pay attention because there was so much stuff going on. So it was great to hear that from... Uh, the convention, and I think I did a pretty good job talking about what I talked about. And I can mention, if you have never listened to an episode of White Canes Connect, I start each episode by saying, hey there, PA Federationists, welcome to another episode of White Canes Connect. That's why I said what I said at the beginning. Um, you thought I was going to say something different because I did say something different there. And you heard a couple of people laugh at that. So they were our two listeners. 
And one of them I can definitely hear was Preston. He laughed because he has a very distinctive and loud laugh, and I could hear him in the audio. So that was kind of funny. We're trying to get him to come on uh, and do some off and on hosting on White Canes Connect because he's not, he's in the middle of the state. He's in, I think, York. And uh, it would be great to get another perspective on an ongoing basis uh, from from a host. Right now, the hosts are <laughs> me and Lisa and Stacy, and we're all from the same chapter. So we'll see how that goes. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode of I Can't See You. It, again, it's episode 209, which is hard to believe. Episode 209 of I Can't See You. If you want the show notes, they're over at the website, icantseeyou.com slash 209. Imagine that, how that works. icantseeyou.com slash 209. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 209. Please reach out, as I mentioned earlier, via phone 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes to leave your questions, comments, show ideas, tips, tricks, even a review, good or bad. I'd love to hear from you. Again, 646-926-6350. You can also reach out via email, podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Please get in touch. Also on socials, as I mentioned, at David Benj, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook connect with me on any of those platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.